HR has so much to offer to employers, to employees, and to career seekers. In fact, to many considering HR as their next career, it can seem like HR has too much to offer. The field covers so many areas of responsibility within organizations that it can be hard for the new HR pro to know which career path is best for them. In previous episodes of HR Party of One, we've covered how to start your HR career, which HR certifications are the best, and what are the top HR conferences in 2022. I'll link to those in the description. In this episode, we'll explore career paths, specifically the difference between HR generalists and HR specialists. By the end, you'll have a better understanding of which career path is better for you. We'll discuss what is an HR generalist, what is an HR specialist, which career path is best for you, and how to get more HR experience. Let's get started. What is an HR generalist? If you're an HR party of one, you're likely already an HR generalist, but I'd like to clarify for those of you who are new to the field. As the name suggests, generalists are responsible for all or most HR functions within an organization. From recruitment to retention, and from benefits to compliance, they often do it all. Due to the nature of their role, HR generalists are usually well aligned within their organization's mission and vision. After all, they see it all too. As I mentioned, generalists are commonly an HR party of one in small to mid-sized businesses. In larger organizations, you're more likely to find generalists in leadership positions, such as Director of Human Resources or Chief Human Resources Officer or CHRO. You may also hear of more creative HR generalist titles, such as Head of People Operations or Senior Vice President of Strategy and Culture. The precise scope of responsibility in these positions varies by organization, but they tend to cover a wide variety of HR functions. You can find plenty of training, education, and certification resources for becoming an HR generalist. And even more specialized programs often begin with a holistic HR foundation. So what about those HR specialists? What is an HR specialist? As you may have guessed, an HR specialist is responsible for a specific HR function within an organization. Specialists are usually part of a larger HR team within larger companies. Many HR pros are attracted to specialization since it gives them the opportunity to focus on and improve in one or a few key areas, such as benefits. Benefit specialists focus on designing and managing employee benefit packages, including health, dental, vision, and retirement plans. Compensation and performance. Compensation and performance specialists focus on developing and implementing compensation practices and managing employee performance, especially as it relates to compensation. If you're interested in compensation and performance, check out some of our episodes on the topics. I'll link to them in the description. Human Resource Information Systems, or HRIS. HRIS specialists focus on adopting and supporting HR tech within organizations. HRIS specialists may work with a variety of software programs, such as payroll, time and attendance, and benefits administration, or they may work with one robust all-in-one HRIS like Bernie Portal. If you're interested in learning more about HR tech, we've also dedicated a couple episodes to the topic. I'll link to them in the description. Payroll. Payroll specialists focus on all aspects of payroll, including deductions, payroll tech, and calculating hours and overtime. If you're interested in payroll, you may also be interested in our episodes on the topic. I'll link to them in the description. Recruitment. Recruitment specialists focus on the hiring process, often from a high-level strategic perspective which may include responsibilities such as training hiring managers or establishing onboarding policies. To learn more about recruitment, check out our episodes on the topic. I'll link to them in the description. Risk management and compliance. 
Risk management and compliance specialists focus on protecting employees from safety risks and the employer from legal risk, which often includes maintaining compliance with federal, state, and industry-specific regulations. If you're interested in safety and compliance, you may also be interested in some of our episodes on those topics. I'll link to them in the description. And finally, training and development. Training and development specialists focus on developing and implementing employee and management training programs. This can include orientation for new hires or newly promoted employees, as well as upskilling and reskilling your current staff. If you're interested in learning more about how to conduct management training, check it out in our episode on the topic. I'll link to it in the description. I know I've alluded to a lot of other HR Party of One episodes in this list, but there's simply not enough time here to dig into all the areas of specialization in detail. Feel free to check out our YouTube channel to explore all of your options as an HR specialist. Of course, simply knowing more about what it means to be an HR generalist versus an HR specialist may have only made your choice more difficult. So let's compare them more directly to help you determine which career path is best for you. Which career path is best for you? Before we discuss the finer points of comparison, it's important to emphasize how flexible HR careers can be. Whichever path you choose won't hurt you if you decide to switch later in your career, and the difference between generalists and specialists is not as rigid in the real world as it may seem here. Most HR pros can transition smoothly from generalist to specialist. After all, being a jack of all trades means having some experience in all specialty areas. That's not to suggest, however, that HR specialists can't transition to a more general role. It's just a bit more of a learning curve. In fact, you may start your HR career as a generalist in a small to mid-sized business and discover you really enjoy some responsibilities while begrudging others. So you may decide to specialize in an area you enjoy at a larger organization. As you grow in that position, you may have the opportunity to step into a leadership role, which means you'll likely become a generalist again. This could explain why HR generalists make, on average, $10,000 more a year than HR specialists. That figure includes HR leaders as well as beginners. In other words, an entry-level HR pro may not necessarily expect to make $10,000 more as a generalist than as a specialist. Still, the scope of a generalist role at every level is more varied and far-reaching, which can lead to better compensation. Starting your career as a generalist is a great way to explore which areas of HR you prefer. But if you already know where your passions lie, a generalist role could be frustrating. For example, if you want to focus your time on benefits and compensation, you may not enjoy having to manage recruitment efforts for a hiring surge. In addition to organization size, salary expectations, and the variety of responsibilities, there are other factors to consider as well, such as personal strengths and labor market outlook. If you're detail-oriented and introverted, compliance and HR tech may be a better fit than recruiting, whereas extroverts might prefer training and development. Of course, it could be that, in the current labor market, hiring and training may be more in demand, and many organizations could be spreading out compliance and HR tech responsibilities among the whole HR team, rather than concentrating them into a single position. While I can offer you this general advice, you'll still have to do your homework, researching market trends and exploring areas of HR, which may lead you to wonder how to get more experience in HR. How to get more HR experience. As I mentioned, we've covered how to start your career in HR, including how to get experience, in an earlier episode of HR Party of One. I highly recommend you check it out. As I said, I'll link to it in the description. But I want to quickly mention a few ways to get your feet wet here too. Start where you're at. Look for opportunities to help with HR-related tasks in your current job. Every workplace has someone or some team responsible for benefits, payroll, compliance, etc., regardless of whether or not HR is in their title. I'm certain those hardworking folks would love some extra help. Seek out a mentor. A 
Again, every workplace has someone in an HR role, even if it's not in their title. It's also likely you have several potential HR members in your social or LinkedIn networks. Volunteer in your community. Even if it's not the first thing that comes to mind when you think of volunteering, many community organizations and nonprofits depend on volunteers to perform HR duties like training, recruitment, and even maintaining compliance. These experiences can give you a taste of what HR is like and also help you build up your resume and network. Finally, I recommend taking free courses to help you learn the industry. Check out our Bernie U courses, which are also approved for Sherman HRCI recertification credit for those who are a little farther along in their career. Here's a sample of what Bernie U offers. Intro to Forms 1094C and 1095C, updated for 2022. HR Prep 2022, how to plan, prepare, and implement HR strategies. Paid time off tutorial, how to build and audit a great PTO policy, and so much more. For you to explore more, I'll link to Bernie U in the description. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it. That's all the time we have for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell to get notifications about the latest HR Party of One updates and new episodes. Also, join our HR Party of One group on LinkedIn. Bye, y'all.